Business Podcast. Proximity is power. Registration for our executive boardroom is still open. To learn more, click the link in the description of this episode. Welcome to the Game of Business Podcast. Today, I'm excited to be here with Jenny Graham. Jenny is formerly Irish, now she's a Mexican. She lives in uh, the jungles of Mexico. I don't know that you're officially there, uh, a Mexican citizen, but she lives in Mexico. And Jenny comes from this background where she she was uh, a leader and running, uh, I don't know if you're running or, or high up in a global luxury travel company, which was, as we discussed, it was all about the outer journey of life. And um, and I love where we're gonna go with this conversation because then you made a shift and you, you have this company called Seguro that is is uh, a coaching for, for high performers and it's all about mindset and it's all about the inner journey. Um, and then also with that, she's got another company, is it called Deep Rest? Yes, correct. Is that the name of it? Called Deep Rest, that's all about, um, it's also mindset and nervous system and we'll talk about how you get there. So, Jenny, thanks for joining me. But when we first, when we first started chatting about this, I just, I, we talked about this vacation space and how entrepreneurs can't get into a space where they can relax, right? And we talked about how uh, I made mention of, hey, well, maybe a big piece of this is uh, being in your masculine state, right? So if I'm a, ma- a man, I'm a masculine, I'm a producer, I'm going on vacation, I'm constantly thinking about what's going on back home. Is, is, who's screwing up today? What's going on? How much money am I losing by not being there? And all the stresses of the world never fully leave for us to be present. And my imagination tells me that you, when you were in your role running the, the global luxury company, were in a masculine state so that when you went on vacation, you couldn't fully embrace your feminine and relax. So I don't really have a question, but just respond and, and react to that. And let's start our conversation there. No, you hit it um, bang on there in terms of it's in that masculine, we're in our mind. We're wanting to control. Um, and it's more of a, not necessarily the healthy masculine. It's more a bit of the wounded masculine where it's our mind is controlling us versus us controlling our mind. And um, for 13 years running this high intense company, um, I was always switched on. I was always on the go thinking 10 steps ahead of me. So I was, my mind was as if it was stuck on auto loop. I was always thinking. My friends and family always talked about me never being present. Um, and I mentioned to you before of how I would go on holidays and you lie in a lounger and you're just like, you really want that time to relax. And then all you can think about is being back home or what's going wrong. And it's, it's- Or sedating with another margarita oh, or Mai Tai yeah. so you can slow your brain yeah, down. Yeah, that total numbing piece. <laughs> oh, let's have that cocktail. Oh, I feel a little bit of sense of relaxing. But yeah, I was stuck in my masculine energy. And then I spent a subsequent quite a few years researching and being a human experiment to myself of how I could actually come back to being present, coming back into inner peace and back into balance. And that's now what I support my clients with of mind and body. Right. So this is really important to me. See, I, I have eight fundamental building blocks of business and the cornerstone is psychology and mindset because it, you can have all you can have more degrees than a thermometer and, and running a business and 30 years of experience but if your mindset's not right it doesn't matter how good you are at marketing or sales or building your team because you won't be able to show up as the fullest version of yourself 
What do you do with your clients? I mean, what's is there like three to five to thrive on uh, keeping your mindset or uh, strong or tuning it up? Yeah, well, it really starts with awareness, firstly, of because you can't change what you're not aware of. And um, there's an amazing quote, um, which is about, uh, it's not who you are that holds you back, it's who you are, who you think you are not. Um, by Dennis Waitley and that's so true so often we have that sabotage of our mind firstly um, so for me with I with my clients I really guide them first to become aware what are those limiting beliefs the stories that you tell yourself on repeat um, look at how you spend your morning and your day because basically 90% of what we do today is exactly the same thoughts and behaviors that we did yeah. today so we're literally in this loop of doom so often and the first 66 seconds when you wake up that's when you can start again but it's kind of like trying to your mind is like the runaway horse you have to lassoo it back so i get firstly get my clients to get get into awareness what are their stories they're telling themselves um and let's start writing a new story and we think it yeah so it'd be interesting to hear what you do because i do this almost every day when you go out to my any of my social feeds well I don't run TikTok, my team does, but <laughs> so I don't know what's on there. I refuse to get that on my phone for, for uh, just- I haven't- Just the med- I'm in your same camp. Okay, so, um, but I, 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 what I do every morning is I've got this app on my phone and the first question it asks is who or what has triggered you and why? So you write that down. Then it's uh, what, what, what are the emotions tied behind it? And then what, are, what stories are you telling yourself? Or what is the story you're telling yourself about this? So uh, to make it easy, I might say, um, well, Joe is a jerk. That's the story I'm telling myself. And then it, then the next question is, is this true? Yes or no? And you go, well, yeah, he's a jerk. And then it says, is it 100% true that Joe is a jerk? Well, maybe not. So I put no. And as soon as you put no, your subconscious says, hey, maybe there's an alternate reality here. So then it says, what's the opposite story? The opposite story is Joe's not a jerk. Okay, and then it asked me to prove that Joe's not a jerk. Right, Joe had a bad day, blah, 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 whatever I do. And then, it's, then it says, what's the me story? So now I gotta go, well, JP's a jerk. And then I gotta prove that I'm a jerk, right? And then there's a chosen story, but it goes through. And so it's this whole reframing of those stories that hold you back. Oh. And over the last three, four years, I've got well over a thousand of these. And it's amazing how well you get to know yourself by challenging your stories because there's this term that people overuse my perception is my reality yes your perception is your reality but your reality is not necessarily the truth and so this tool that i have every morning it it makes me see that so often that oh my reality of joe is a jerk is not necessarily the truth oh it's so true and i love what you were saying there that's what i call paradox thinking so when someone is as humans, we're hardwired to think about what we don't want and to think of the fear story. So it's, I'm not saying this is an easy game to fix. It does take time, energy, and constant repetition to do so. But it's going, in those moments, we are emotionally hijacked. Everything shuts down and that mind runs away like a runaway train. So first, similar to your process, we have to slow down that train in the wrong direction, bring it neutral, and then restart the journey to where we want to go. And that it, it, it's so powerful in terms of the only thing we really have control over is our mind. We can't control other people, their behaviors, but if we control our minds, then 
that changes so much of how our life is. And when we start living from the inside world versus the victim outside world, um, everything changes. Right. I think, um, so the, here, here's, here's my outcome of today's story because <laughs> it just kind of goes into what yours, you can't control it. I have riding a scary wave might be fun if you lean in and change your focus. And I post this meme, oops, let me see if I, I'll see if I can get this on the, the camera real quick. Hopefully you can see this. Oh yeah, love it. So you can, at least you can, there you go. You can see the scary wave, yeah. right? The point, the point is when we're on that wave, once you drop into that wave, there's two choices, ride or die, <laughs> right? So lean in and use the tools you have Right, and that's being present and uh, not sedating in the moment. Oh, 100%. There's so many phrases around like letting go and surrendering, which are powerful when you actually know the process. But if you just hear from, oh, just let, let it go, surrender, it's actually much more triggering to someone. So you really have to guide them into that process. And exercises are the, like similar to your morning routine are the most powerful way to do that because you really get to know thyself. And it's no one else telling you or there's no shoulds going on. It's just you're unraveling to get to the the root cause so what tool are you are you using with your clients to get them to start pulling on those strings so very much like in our sessions we go through a lot of it's not just talking coaching i get people i put them to work it's like a pt session for the mind it's going like turning mm -hmm. inwards and asking a lot of questions so and self-reflection so we go through deep dive exercises that Firstly, take a scenario that's happening in your life right now that you don't enjoy, that's not going well for you. What are the thoughts that you think? What's the story you tell yourself on repeat? What's the paradox of that? What else is possible? And then we start to rewrite the narrative. Instead of focusing on what they don't want, we start to focus on what they want and inspired behaviors or actions or habits they could take. So it's kind of deconstructing to reconstruct. That's, that's pretty interesting. You, with the way you're saying that, um, it reminded me of something somebody told me once is that the universe doesn't understand the word don't. So if I say, I don't want to be lonely, the universe hears, I want to be lonely. 100%. It's like our job is to tell our brain. Our brain's job, sorry, is to do what we tell it. So our job is to put nutritious things in and it can't um, denote ants or those sort of negative words it's just here as you said it's like um this is the, it listens to the action not the notion yeah interesting it just just saying that makes me wonder how the evolution of language uh, and the way our language evolved is part of what's kind of messed up the wiring of the brain in in a way well language is so powerful and studied nlp and even if i hear my client coming out with I'll try, I might, I should. It's like, I know immediately if someone says to me, I'll try to do that this week, I know they're not going to do it. Right, So it's victim language. Yeah. I, that's what I tell people, it's victim language. Or you know even someone said, I have to do this, it sounds heavy. Whereas like, I get to get up every morning and go to work or build my right. business, it's much more empowering. So there's a lot to be said because language creates that, it creates an emotion and it, create, it helps create our thoughts, which in the world of law of attraction, that, that really goes into our subconscious mind and we start to, what we think, we create. And everything was created twice, first in our mind and then in reality, whatever reality that is for you, but it's. Right, 
So part for me mindset too is the physiology piece, moving, right? So um, when I have my morning routine, I have five different areas that I work on. And the first one is fitness. Because if your body's not fit, then you're not going to have enough to pour into any kind of spirituality that you choose. Uh, you're not going to be able to show up energetically for your family and your relationships. You're not going to be able to show up inside of your business. And your, and your fun is going to be, I just want to lay on the beach and have a cocktail and <laughs> zone out, right? Because you're not going to, that's what happens. We get in this, this, this loop. So we change, we get the physiology going. And then the language that we use, since we're talking, this is what we're talking about right here, the language. And I identify victim language versus uh, powerful language, right? So if you, if you, uh, if I invite you on my podcast and I say, "Hey, uh, I'd like to have you on the, the podcast on Wednesday," and you go, "I can't do that," you know, it's because you already had something planned, right? But it's not really true. You could do it. You could move your schedule around, but you don't want to. But we use the word "can't," and we should say, "I won't do that because I have something else." I won't break my other meeting because I'd be out of integrity with that other person. But we use the word can't to kind of like, oh, I really want to be there for you. I mean, it's that subconscious use of the word, right? Same thing with can and will. Can's a victim language, like, almost like what you were talking about. It's like, hey, will you give me that, the try that you were talking about, right? It's like, well, well uh, can I have this? Will you get this to me on Friday? Oh, I can do that. You can do it. But if they say, I will do it, now they're committed. Can gives you an out, it gives you an excuse, right? So it's these, these, the language, the physiology and the language, those are the two biggest pieces I see. And I mean, there's another one too, but in shifting that mindset. 100%, and I really look at it in, in my mind, it's like so often people dive in and try to fix a problem with a problem mindset. But how I live my day, and sounds very similar to yours in terms of first, it's movement. We're, all we are is energy, so therefore we need to, we wake up in a pure state, but our mind takes us back to yesterday or the past. So what's the fastest way to shift that is move that stagnant energy. And that can be both through some form of fitness. It can also be through massage or those sort of techniques. And it doesn't even necessarily need to be exercise per se. Tony Robbins talks about his morning priming routines. Um, then if you're looking at it from a nervous system, it's also you can just shake for five minutes, release that energy. And then that elevates your what your mind is thinking. So you tell a better story and then you can take inspired action in your day. But there's nothing worse than you wake up, you tell yourself you've had a bad sleep, you're grumpy, you stub your toe. And of course your day is going to snowball because that's your intention for your day. That's what's sort of the operating model. Right. Okay, so then what's the next step for you? So for me, for very much it's, um, my morning routine is more of a, I wake up, I, what I call visioneer first. In that first 66 seconds, I visualize how I want my day or a goal that I- Why, I gotta get, I gotta ask you, you've said this twice now, 66. I thought I might've misheard it the first time. So why 66 seconds? What's, what's, what's up with the 66? So this comes from Abraham Hicks, who's very much focused on, that is when our subconscious mind is back to that pure state. Um, whatever goes in, is going in deep to your core subconscious mind. Our conscious mind is that logic and thinking mind, whereas our subconscious controls our behavior and it expresses what we um, impress upon it. So it's a powerful time of the day to really just go, if I wake up in the morning, how do I wanna see 
whatever goal I'm going after. So mine at the moment, I'm doing a big develop, redevelopment of a mountain lodge into a burnout retreat. So I'm visualizing what that's going to look like, living the end. Yeah, I can always tell myself when, if, if I'm in a state of abundance or a state of scarcity when I wake up. Because when I'm in a scarcity mode, it's t thinking about yesterday yeah. or the past. When I wake up and it's thinking about the future, I'm like, okay, the, we're on fire today. We're, we're, our mind's working. I never thought, I never really noticed that. I just never really noticed it to, to, what, to what you said. Okay, well, in the morning, what if I intentionally think about, you know, you, you notice you're focusing on the future or just waking up and just being aware that, hey, where do I want my mind to go today? Yeah. That's pretty powerful. And it's course cool. correcting. If you have animals, you course correct your pet if the dog does something to train it back. And it's the same with our minds. Of course, it's like a meditation. It's going to wander. Bring it back. So if it starts wandering, you have a choice to change that. You have a choice to bring it back. And there's an amazing book um, by a Holocaust. Um, I'm not going to say victim because a Holocaust survivor, um, Edith Edgar. I think she's in her late 80s. But her whole piece was similar to Viktor Frankl. Choice. I had choice to the only thing they couldn't control was my mind in that moment. Um, everyone can do it, but we're, we're lazy as humans. We think that's just the way to be. Right. So, so what else have, where else can we take this with Seguro and moving from the outer journey to the inner journey? Um, what, what can, what else can people expect? So I really feel with, um, going back into that let's say know thyself so for that inner world it's really understanding firstly um we also have something called our knowing doing gap we know as adults more than ever but we do less it's kind of like your eye if you took an iphone and we were still operating on ios one software we're still mm -hmm. our human mind is still operating off factory settings we haven't upgraded it to where we are and once we capitalize and become in control of this knowing doing gap, we can really change those behaviors. And what I teach my clients is we are controlled not by our behaviors, which most people try to change. We need to go to the root cause. And we have something called our paradigm that actually, it's like the thermostat that controls everything. It's a collection of habits and beliefs. And we could, these beliefs, could have happened from when we were two or when we were young, whatever our parents, our caregivers, our education, society puts into our minds. And mm -hmm. so it's firstly we get them to really understand their beliefs because once you know your beliefs, that can set you free. Um, for example, if you, you can't re-believe that Santa exists once you know that. So when you break down some powerful beliefs, everything can change and I had a client yesterday yeah. and we were going through his behaviors and patterns and habits and it's not it's such as in all of this work it's so simple nothing is complex it just needs time and energy so we look at his his vision for the future he wanted more time freedom but then what I kept seeing him do was fill up his schedule so he never had time and so he always craved time, but never had time. And then when he got a bit of time, he filled up his diary again. So and he's added another business into the mix. Um, and what we dug into his beliefs was 
when I have free time, I'm lazy. I'm not good enough. And this is like the paradigm. It's like the chuckles. It's controlling the show deep in that subconscious. So he could consciously right. say he wants more time, but there's a greater par driving force beneath really controlling that. So that was a huge aha right. breakthrough of, for him to now go away and go, why? What is this story? Where did I first hear this, believe this? And what if I created a new story? It's so powerful when people go through this. So, uh, and he, there's some science behind this too. So I have a friend who's, who's a brain doc. He does cognitive uh, reprogramming of your brain with electrodes and, and he's actually doing some really good work with seniors where their, uh, their cognitive abilities are improving doing this. It's, it's amazing. He was working with ADHD kids and now he's working with seniors and it's amazing. But we had a conversation here last year and he said, you know, what people don't realize is that in the first three years of your life, uh, a lot of your personality is mm. set. And you may not even remember what happens. And this is scientifically founded. And he said, if you are someone that has created, has been in a lot of trauma in those first three years, and that you don't see any kind of a therapist in your childhood years to deal with it, if you're a woman, it will pop up in some form in between like 38 and 42. He said they'll pop out and that's when they, they kind of go off the rails, I guess. And for men, it's about 10 years later. Ah, uh, okay. But he said it, it's that first three years. And you had, so you had mentioned the two-year window, right? So he said three years. And, and then as I think about this, I went to this event called Date with Destiny with oh, Tony yeah. Robbins. And, I haven't yeah, done that. I've been UPW and, so, and Business Mastery. Okay. So it was amazing. And one of the things he does is he puts you in this translite state and he says, what's your first thought? And then what's, your, what's the thought right before your first thought? And you're like, well, I already this is my first thought. How can I, and you can, you can do it. You can find something there. And then what are the emotions you're feeling? And for me, it was, my first thought was I was walking with my grandfather who would probably die within a year of this mm. time. Um, but I was walking with him. We were coming back from, I remember we went to the store, a little convenience store. We were walking back and we we're taking this trail between two streets. And so the grass, I'm a little guy, the grass is taller than me. So it was like walking through bamboo for a little kid, right? And so it was like a jungle. It was adventurous. And then we were, they had these ant hills, and we were stomping on ant hills, and it was fun, and I felt loved, and it was an adventure. And the purpose of my life, the first half of it goes, uh, the purpose of my life is to give love, have fun, be adventurous. All three emotions that I were feeling at the time with my grandfather. Wow, that's good. And that's who I am. <laughs> and it's who I am at my core now, right? So... It's, it's, it's amazing that when you say that, just how important that is for people. And, and, and I, would, I, would, I would suggest to the entrepreneurs watching this, if you go back and you associate some negative times or some negative trauma in those first memories, then really you should be looking at a mindset coach, whether it's Jenny or somebody like her that can really help you, help you process through that and move through it. Um, uh, I just, I've, I've had, I've seen it work for a lot of people. Well, thank you for sharing that story. It's very powerful and beautiful. But that's the <laughs> thing. You. It's like so often we fear. If we look at fear, we fear everything and run. But what happens if we faced everything and rise, and really look at that? Because mm. regardless if we um, don't face it, it's always operating like one of those tabs, um, killing your battery on your phone in the background. It's there. So. 
I like to create safe space for people because of anything. When we talk about mindset, for me, there's a step before, and that's getting our nervous system or the inner child to feel safe. Because let's use with entrepreneurs and money, it's a really intense subject because they're either limited money, trying to raise money, so it's very powerful. So when we look at, okay, what's in my bank balance or what's happening, it can send this intense nervous system response. So we can't suddenly be like, oh, it's okay, I'm wealthy, and start these manifestations or affirmations. First, we need to take a step back, and, like you would a child. Like there's a havening technique where you literally rub your own arms to bring the energy back into your body. It's like, I'm safe, and I'm gonna find a way out of this. Or this is temporary, so it's how can you first use soothing language and make your body feel calm, similar to the changing your state. Instead of the exercise piece, it's making yourself feel safe and calm, and then you tell that better story. Right. Tell me about um, the, uh, is it a retreat that you do down in um, Mexico? So it's a few things. So um, the business is called Deep Rest, and it's a, what I define as a restorative hospitality brand, um, which creates homes in nature, as well as these immersion retreats. And... My co-founder, okay. who's also called Jenny and I, um, founded this off the belief that we had nowhere to go. We couldn't find the place that we needed when we were both burnt out from our corporate worlds relocating to Mexico. And I've stayed in incredible hotels all around the world, which are wonderful, but they're built for relaxation and entertainment. They've got stimulus, so they're not supportive of the nervous system. They don't help you um, really deeply rest. And deeply rest simply means disconnecting, not having a goal, not having any form of stimulus, apart from just being and reconnecting to yourself in nature. And we decided to create this um, these series of homes. So we've got our first property launching next month in Spain, which is a 300 year old mountain lodge called Casa Morris. And we have um, a deep rest immersion taking place in Mount Shasta on the 4th of October to the 9th of October, really built around healing the nervous system, guiding you into rest, because the higher you perform, and I used to be all about performance, from professional swimming and sports to climbing mountains and big, like swimming to France um, across the channel, I was always about pushing and performance. But what I really- Did you say you swam, yeah, swam the, the channel? channel to France from England in a, um, a relay of Wow. Wow, we have a real badass on our hands here. Jeez, that's amazing. That that now you gave me chills because I've got a big target on the wall for myself next year, and I can't. I'm starting to get scared. Can you share <laughs> the target, or is that? Um, a bit too yeah, I I want to. Uh, so I set a. So I hurt my shoulder last year backing up. I hurt my shoulder last year. Back up even farther. Every year I do a physical. I'd set challenges for myself across fitness, faith, family, finance, and fun. Okay, this is my annual target. So this, I hurt my shoulder last year in the fourth quarter, so I couldn't really lift, so I decided I'll, I'll do 3,000 miles on my Peloton this year, right? Because that's the distance across America. So I am, by the end of this week, I'll be, I think I'm gonna crack, uh, I'll be under 1,000 miles Wow, left. well done. Yeah, so I'm over two thirds of the way there. I'm not even halfway through the year. And so now I'm thinking, okay, let's blast this thing out before the end of August, right? That wasn't the challenge. The challenge is 
Um, I started listening to David Goggins. It was probably my first mistake. <laughs> I love his In, in January, February. And I thought, yeah. I'm like, well, what if instead of doing 3,000 miles in a year, or in this case, eight months, I did 3,000 miles on a real bike across America in 30 days, and I, and I marketed it and raised a million dollars to get girls out of trafficking. And so I, as I've started it, and now this is the second podcast I've mentioned this on and, I, and another webinar. And so I'm putting myself in a state and in a, in a place where I'm, it, I'm putting it out to the universe. And it's almost like now there's hundreds of people or more maybe that are starting to become aware of this, that, that if I don't do it now, I'm out of integrity, which is one of my core values. So... Um, it's freaking me out a little bit though. But that's the thing, that's a, like, let's say that's a success saboteur because like standing guard at the door of our mind, those, what are, what's coming up for you most likely because you're not just doing a small thing, you're doing a quantum leap. So it's brand new territory. So therefore you've got no past to kind of find support with. And instead it's like the hunting ground for your limiting beliefs and the six, what I call success saboteurs coming up to be a, can you do this? You can't do this. And when I work with clients to look at how, when they set these big goals, because that's why we're here in life, um, is are you willing and are you able? And if you can answer yes to both those questions, all you need to do is take that first step and that constant repetition towards that goal the helpers, the guides, the energy, everything comes into your path. Maybe not immediately, but it's all there. Yeah, and I'm thinking right now that I've my mind has shifted from uh, focusing on the outer world, which is the children and, and the fun of the journey into the inner world of the pain cave I'll put myself into. And that's, I'm not associating things correctly. Just talking with you, I'm seeing this. Why is this happening for me right now? Why is all of a sudden in the last seven to 10 days, I'm like, what, what are you, why, can you really pull this off? Can you really do it? Cause in the beginning I was like, I only have to, I'll ride eight to 10 hours a day. That gives me 14 hours to rest for the next day, but you know? And now I'm like, Oh my God, I have to write eight to but 10 you know hours what? a day. They're beautiful gifts. It's <laughs> yeah. just most people don't know how to then use them. So it's like, okay, if I'm having this battle with my mind now, it's giving me a sample of what's going to come up when I'm in battle, in the challenge. So it's how can I make an advanced decision, pre-prepare for that encounter? So what I'd recommend is like list all of those limiting beliefs coming down. In that morning, visualize you on your bike, crossing the finish line or hitting the, those milestone, milestones. Equally, visualize yourself when you are in pain and you're struggling and write that new story of what you say to yourself in that moment. So you're, you're already creating that in your imagination for when that moment comes. Right, no, I love that, I love that. Um, I'm very excited. I, I yeah, I, I need it, I, I want to do it. You know, I, last year I was, I was fortunate enough to have our family foundation, uh, donate $5,500 to Marici, which, uh, you know, it was a, it was for child trafficking causes. And I get this gift box in December that just melted my heart with the letters from girls that have been saved and, and little trinkets that they'd made. And then a few weeks later, I'm on this, starting my challenge 
And that was all I could think about. I was just kept putting those two together. And you know, when, some, when you get emotional, um, it's not, it's all well and good just having a vision or having a goal. But what's really important is getting emotionally involved with it because it's that emotion and the why that drives everything. That in those moments, like the on your knees moments, um, and it, it's similar to right. like physio or sort of fitness. When you're constantly working on those muscles, like the success saboteurs in advance, it means that when something big or traumatic or difficult happens, you already have the inner tools to be like, no, I'm stopping this now. I, I talk to myself sometimes, being like, no, that's not the direction I want to go. This is what I want, and this is all what I'm going to focus on. I don't want to hear you. So it's having that sort of... Yeah, I, I do the same thing. My language with myself is a little spicier. I'm going for PG since <laughs> we're on a podcast. <laughs> it's all right. We're all grown-ups here. So so tell me what I can expect if I was to go to the, the deep rest retreat. Yeah, so in very Shasta. much for me, when I've been on retreats before, you kind of go into this incubator and you kind of blow yourself open with deep work and then you get spat back out into the real world and in a way can sometimes be more traumatic than um, when you went in because suddenly you've got a new awareness and you're in these two worlds. So we taking from my coaching world we really guide people in over um a three month journey beforehand of coaching both in individual and group coaching to really guide and integrate their journey towards so for example if you are the yeah. entrepreneur the business leader whoever you might be it's how can you wind into that deep rest state because how many people have gone on holiday burnt out and then get sick when they're there because they're stressed all go 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 then they stop then they crash so our whole focus is guiding people into that experience and that's through coaching and through different exercises um, embodiment exercises and movement beforehand and then very much similar to the rat race world it's not all about a jam-packed schedule there's invitational aspects that rising with nature we work the food really connects with circadian rhythms. If it's a woman, we're looking at um, where you are in your period and your flow state because we have to align to a different um, body balance than a man. So we really look at that for our nutrition. We um, spending time in Mount Shasta. It's one of the um, most potent energy vortexes in the world. It's got a soft feminine energy. It helps you get out of your mind and into your body. Um, so it's an incredibly spiritual and magnetic space so that in itself is powerful um, we've got some incredible um, facilitators um, all who have really helped me in my journey um, that I met when I was living in Tulum so got incredible people there facilitating we're going to be doing nervous system re-regulation because it's not about soothing the nervous system but it's how to deal when you're disassociated what happens when you're in fight or flight Are, what happens when you're reacting? So there's, we're very much it's bringing a lot of tools and understanding for people. So hike, silent hikes in nature, mindful eating in silence because we're always busy. So really slowing the tempo down, but using movement to guide people into rest. And we really see this as it's five days, sorry, five nights, six days. And that's just the start of this journey because as you well know with this work, it's constant and never ending. And then when people come out of that yep. experience, um, it, we then have an integration period. How can you 
take some of the learnings and the teachings and actually bring build that as a new habit. It takes about 66 days to build a new habit. So how we're there to support and guide people. Um, how long is the integration um, period? It's another three months. Three um, months. Okay. So we're looking at the neuroscience meets, um, let's say, spiritual wisdom, fusing that together around sleep, nutrition, um, the nervous system regulation is a huge part, as well as mindset. Yeah, that's great. So, so what I hear was there's a three month run up, and then there's the six day event, and then there's a three month uh, integration Correct. afterwards. That's pretty incredible. And, that, and so then after that, um, what do they do after they integrate? Is there is there a phase two? Um, that you so this do? is new, but what we are looking is then that can move into sort of more maintenance coaching. So similar to when mm -hmm. you're going to a PT, you might not then go for the full intensity. You might then sort of level out. And um, so when coaching clients of mine finish a six month intensive, then they they would sometimes have me on an ad hoc basis. Maybe it's a monthly check in or when something else is happening in their lives where they need that support. So. And are these group group pod calls or are they um, group individual? in general? And then people can pay a, um, an elevated price for that one to one experience. Because what we see is community oh, okay. and accountability um, are really strong performance drivers because people normally are motivated by pain, uh, avoiding pain. But when they feel a little less pain, right. they stop. And that's with any of this personal development work. When things go right, people stop. But right. It's the constant um, repetition to really keep elevating is important. Right. Yeah, I, I'm associated with a group called Forge Legend, and they do this similar thing. It's they'll do a a, a one month run up, I think, for their event, and then they do um, the event is just three or four days. It's just targeted for men, um, and then then they do the the 90 days on the backside, and then they continual maintenance at different levels that you want to play at. Um, and it's, and it's been, it's very beneficial because like you say, with the community, when you're running with these people and they'll, they'll do, once you decide to do the maintenance, they also have quarterly events depending on what level you're at and depends on what kind of event you do. Um, but it, you'll find that that community, it's also a safe place for you to unload everything, your true, truest, authentic version of yourself that maybe you don't feel comfortable yet telling the people that oh. live in your neighborhood. Yeah, and I family, think right? there's a lot to be said about we all love to connect. And so often the street, we don't connect with strangers. But on these retreats, it can be so deep and powerful. And everybody is a mirror of us. So something that you're going through will really resonate with me or vice versa. So whatever, we may not have to have the same lives. But at the end of the day, we're all human. We're built and wired the same, but we just have different behaviors now. Right. Yeah, I can't... Uh stress enough how important that those group calls were for me in my life when I've gone through some difficult times and not only was it helpful when I was going through the difficult times but it also set me up when I'm on the other side of it because now I've got tools in pl place you know and just because you're going through difficult times on the day of that pod call maybe you're having a good day and so now you get to pour into others that aren't doing well so you get this opportunity to give and take in a group setting there that um, everybody is it, they see you yeah, because they with are with having that I call it like like-hearted group the more you give the more you get 
and it fills you up so much more. And so often like our society is like, oh, what do I get out of doing on this? It's like, well, what can I give on this? And therefore by universal law, what will he get from it? Right. Do any of your retreats um, that you have, or are you considering anything to do with plant medicine um, at all? We are exploring this lane? at this stage. Um, I've been working with some psilocybin <clears throat> psychotherapists in the US um, to explore um, what a deep rest psilocybin retreat, because personally I'm a big fan of plant medicines. Um, it's created some beautiful healing from PTSD for me and had really incredible results. So <clears throat> when we talk about rest, when our mind and our body is rested, that's when we can really go deeper and have, we can heal, we can create and have more joy and create greater impact for those around us. Yeah, you know, I saw this show on ayahuasca and mm -hmm. this guy was a heroin addict. There's two guys, one was a heroin addict, one was an alcoholic for many years. The heroin guy can only go like three hours out getting a fix. He flies down, I think it was in Mexico is where his retreat was. And he was already, by the time he landed, he was already past when he would normally be doing his next fix. So he's freaking out by the time he gets to the, the place. Not, you know, not freaking out. We're going through withdrawals and stuff. Anyway, he does the two-day retreat. No, no more. No more addiction to heroin. Same thing with the alcoholic. Goes 20-plus year alcoholic, I think it was. Gave it up. And I've done a, I've done a couple retreats. And I, the last one I did... Um, was on the heels of uh, divorce, right? And I felt like I had mm. this hole in my soul. And I remember talking to the shaman on the second day and I was, I was having a breakdown because I was like, it's not working. They'd given me double dose of this stuff and I'm not, it's just not working. It's not even, see, everybody else is, you purge, you, I know you know this, but others might not know, you purge <laughs> blah, when, uh, when you do ayahuasca. Everybody else had done it like an hour before I had and so I was distraught and, and I just said, I've got a hole in my soul that this can't heal. And, and, the, and, the, and the shaman said, yes, it's working. And she goes, let me give you some more. And then you just lay down next to me. So I did. And all I can say is I woke up in the morning, it, my eyes, but we were in Sedona I, and I slept outside and I saw, I opened my eyes mm, and I the red rock, the red rocks of Sedona. And I wake up and I laid there and I went, the hole in my soul mm. is healed. I can't explain it. I can't explain it. I mean, just whatever it was, 10 hours earlier, I was distraught, wow. you know? And so I do, I, I, I know where you're, you're, you're examining that. I, I just say that because I'm a big believer in, in the plant medicine thing too, for people's healing journeys, especially when they've got some severe traumas to deal with. I'm not a doctor and I'm not suggesting you try it. Yeah, and, and I think me. everyone has to find their own <laughs> so, path. And Similar to what you're saying, be it a retreat, personal development work, um, plant medicines, we have to get out of our own way because we go in, like similar to what you just said, we're like, it's not working for me. So our, my, our logical mind's trying to control, the ego's trying to control at that stage and we get impatient. And then you had that surrender moment and, and that is a lot of this work is about, is getting to the other side, it's getting to that next level. Yeah, it um, it brought me a lot of peace is all I can say. So um, when I went before, you know, I told you my, my purpose of my life is give love, have fun and be adventurous. So when I did it before, I was on top of the world when I did it in Peru the first time. And I was like, 
okay, it was fine. It was an, an interesting trip, but I don't know that I'll do it again. But then when I went through this other phase, I was like, wow. It, 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 was, it was like it was calling me to do it too because I'd done a meditation in the morning and I hadn't, I hadn't done ayahuasca for five years, hadn't even thought about it. And I did my meditation, I opened my eyes and went, I need to do an ayahuasca trip. And I picked up my phone, I texted one guy who's a friend of mine through my, my plat days, asked who the plant medicine woman was, or person in the States was. He said, which, which medicine? I said, ayahuasca. He said, we're having a retreat in five days. I got a place mm. for you here in Sonoma. But I you mean, know what? Five days. <laughs> it was like calling thing. me, it's right? It's showing you that you're connected. When you're rushing at speed, busy in your mind, you're not connected to your heart. But in those moments, you were connected with your heart. But most business people aren't because they're going, going, going. And when you can stop and slow down and turn inwards, you, you get connected to the greatest GPS and information system in the world that takes your intuition and gives you those beautiful nuggets like you saying, I need to do this plant medicine, I need to do ayahuasca. And then what a beautiful healing that was. But if you hadn't listened to that, and I follow my intuition even when it's a really illogical voice in my head mm. that comes in in my heart or head, it can have a profound impact. So mm -hmm. it's beautiful to hear that in that heart connection and coherence, you get those beautiful messages. Right. So let, let me try and bridge this now. How does your work in mindset show up on the income statement or balance sheet in my business? So it can be in multiple different ways. So very much it's a training expense. It can also be a profit line because if you're looking at it as a value-based proposition, um, it's actually something where you're like, well, how much value can I bring you? If I can help your thinking shift, how much value will that bring to your business? Uh, I've had clients get access to job promotions. I work with a lot of entrepreneurs who are raising investment and because that's in the moment where the terror barrier comes in, etc. Um, so we're really getting their mindset elevated and strong when they're in that waiting game, when they're doing their pitches. So it's also part of that investment raising. Right. No, I've, the reason I put that out there is I, I think there's a one-to-one -one correlation. Because like I said, the mindset piece is not only that there's those, like I said, the eight fundamental building blocks, but this is the cornerstone that all the other stones come off of is the mindset piece. So the investment isn't, that's not even what I'm talking about on the balance sheet, whether you have to pay out of pocket or the business, I'm talking about how you show up as a leader after attending one of your trainings or how I would show up as a leader after attending one of your trainings. How that shows up inside of my business is I'm going to be more my mind's going to be clear. I'm going to be more innovative, creative, have more energy inside my business because I'm learning how to take care of myself. First. Yeah, because you have to lead yourself before you can lead the business. And once you, you can't understand somebody in your team unless you understand yourself. And so often um, we aren't understanding ourselves. So therefore we don't have a chance in hell to understand what our team need or be empathetic. Um, so yeah, and also creativity. Because when we're in that locked and block state, we're not getting, we're trying to solve problems from a firefighting mode instead of looking for solutions right. from a creative space and that heart coherence. Right. And I think once you do this, you, it, uh, you slow things down. 
things don't come at you as fast. You can do more planning and creating. It's just inside a business. I find when my mind is right, I can then focus on the things that are important mm. and not urgent. And I can pull them forward and focus on them now. As opposed to when I'm all anxious, it's I'm working on the things that are urgent and important. It has to get done now, 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 now. And, and that's, that's the frenetic the energy. Rises. You're not aligned. And it's, it's equally. How many people, before even like coaching or any of that, how many people actually um, build in thinking time to their schedule and in inspiring spaces? And it's just so many of these simple aspects can be implemented in your day to day. Um, but for a lot of people, they just don't know where to start. So it's really trying to simplify that. Right. Well, Jenny, where can we go to find out more about so, your services? So, on two sites for Saguaro, it's www.saguaro.world, and that's S-A-G-U-A-R-O. And then the other business, Deep Rest, which is all about the immersions in Mount Shasta and the retreat spaces, is www.iamdeeplyrested.com. Okay. And are there still slots open for Yes, we have uh, a few last remaining slots available. So um, we'd welcome um, any ambitious, thriving human that's looking to learn more about um, the world of resting to, so they can perform and live better. Yeah, I'll just say this. Uh, for, for those of you still watching at this point, um, I can't say enough about what she's saying about getting your mind aligned and getting it in tune because when you're in tune, you'll be able to create at a higher level and you'll find that you get to do this, not have to do this, and you'll find the joy and love in your life again. Jenny, thanks for joining me and I wish you all the best. And if I can help you out in any way, feel, feel so free to Thanks so much, JP, for having me. Okay? I look forward to hearing how the cycle challenge goes. Okay. Game business family. If you enjoyed or received value out of this episode, please share it. Send it to a friend. See, we don't pay for advertising on this podcast and are strictly word of mouth. And I would love the help to add value to as many business people as I can. Thanks a lot.